This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is Love Sport Radio with B Sotted across the capital on DAB Digital Radio, of course, online and via your smart speaker. 2-0 to Manchester United in the FA Cup this evening. We'll be bringing you the quarterfinal draw a little bit later on. But first and foremost, we're talking all things Brentford. Cup. What cup? cup? Uh, The FA, the Football Association Challenge Cup. Absolutely. Uh, We are going to be talking all things Brentford with uh, Dave Laney Lane, who's graced us with his presence this evening. Yeah. 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 You should be... Bow, bow down before the one you serve. Robin Hood. I am here, yeah. In the building. And XG Dave. <laughs> I'm in a Dave sandwich. You are. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, no, no sign of Hartson again this week. He is MIA. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's uh, let, let's talk. Um, you know the the sort of delirium of midweek against mm. Aston Villa. I was I was watching the game. I wanted Brentford to to win. Uh, Dean Smith looked rather moody faced as he, he trudged off the pitch Marley. at Griffin Park. Um, you know, a late goal from from that man Neil Mopai, uh, granting Brentford those three points, but a disappointing exit to the FA Cup. Well, it was it was kind of one of those good week, bad weeks where yeah. you kind of it's very difficult to work out where the the dividing line was because you know the the last well the whole of the ninety minutes really against Aston Villa were great and then it you know took us into the you know what was probably a more important game to our season and uh, for the first forty five minutes we looked really really. Brentford yeah. and then the second 45 we looked really really QPR <laughs> and it was it was just really oh it was just hard to take it was difficult um it's definitely been a week or two halves uh the euphoria of Villa uh followed by the uh should we call it capitulation of uh the last 45 against um Swansea yeah so it's a diff- it's a difficult feeling to have currently as a Brentford fan because because of that sort of real sort of juxtaposition of emotions from the um Villa game to the Swansea game yeah yeah, second all that. Um, it's such a cliche, but we did just fall into sort of a game of two halves. First half were fantastic, really, really good. I think it would have been better if we were bad in the first half and bad in the second. But because we were so good, it hurts even more. 
really frustrating. Just, I just didn't really see it coming. You know, no. we, we we were obviously going to be stretched as Swansea. They're they're a decent team on on their day and on their game, and we we had respect for them. We mm. didn't we didn't yeah. go into that game thinking it was ever going to be one sided and Brentford were going to kind of steamroll a Swansea. We we knew that they were capable of playing technically some some really excellent yeah, they're stuff. Yeah, a good side. They're a good but side. But the, the first half it seemed that we bossed midfield. We had chances. Um, obviously, they asked ask questions of us at the back, and Barbe got booked after five minutes, which ultimately was kind of one of those mm. pivotal moments where he couldn't make a second challenge, so Konza was relied upon to cover for yeah. him. And, you know, it was just... Oh, it was just like... I don't know what the draw is going to be later on. I just hope they get a nasty one. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I'm not hoping for the the best draw either. Um, yeah, it was it was it was um, the best way I can describe it is at half time. I was sitting there very very happy. I think I think we all were. I don't think mm. there was a Brentford fan inside that thought we were going to um, that we were going to capitulate in the way that we did. You mentioned it earlier, sort of like you you take that first half and the goal, the performance, the general attitude of the team was fantastic, I thought. Well, I, I always kind of take a like straw poll of what people think at half-time. So, like, you know, Billy and I normally go around and we, we chat to people. You know, we, don't, we haven't done the videos for a few weeks now, but we go around and we kind of, like, take, what would you think? Yeah, take And stuff. everyone was, like, buzzing. Everyone's mm. like... No one said, oh, you know, yeah, we're 1-0 up and, oh, we've got to watch it. Yeah. It's like next goal. But to, to, to get that next goal in the way it was like conceded mm. was quite hard to take. So it was an own goal by the goalkeeper. We'll talk about goalkeepers a little bit later on in this because it's, it's a bit of an Achilles yeah, heel for to us. Be discussed. Mm. And, you know, after that, it was all one way. You mm. know, to concede that second goal from a free kick that we were taking, mm. it was it, it was a little bit junior football. Yeah, very much. It was indeed against a um, a Swansea side who who have had a, a real bit of troubled times over the, over the past sort of year, if you like, under their American owners. Interesting, I picked up a tweet um, by someone who is an ex journalist now. Um, XJ. He's an XJ, <laughs> not an XG. Uh, so Brentford have been a good championship side, but certain flaws have stopped them from being a great side in recent years. 15-16 couldn't beat teams above. 16-17 dropping points versus bottom sides. 17-18 dropping points from winning positions. 18-19 conceding two goals in under 10 minutes. Um, and the way they've backed this up is 15-16 picked up a total of eight points against the other top 10 teams. 16-17 picked up just four points against the three relegated sides. 17-18 dropped a total of 26 points from winning positions, 21 of those before Christmas. And 18-19 conceded more than one goal 10 times in 10 minutes. Yeah, you probably can't argue with much of that. It's, it's true, we're a, we're a young young team. Um, we're, by f- we're, we're nowhere near the finished article. No. No. And you know, it, it, but there's been improvement over. If you look at where, where, where Thomas has. Frank started, and obviously the back end of the Dean Smith era, mm-hmm. you've got to say, you know what, fair play, there's been improvement. Yeah, I mean, all of those things you just reeled out. There's been different coaches over that over that period. Uh, there's been different players over that period. Teams have evolved. Players have gone, and you can't just pick. Yeah, I mean, it's probably quite harsh to pick out all those all those points. And and uh, you know, it, it's not as if that all of those stats with with the same team. No, no, you know, definitely we, we've, not. We've evolved and, you know, we are a selling team and, and it's, it's difficult to defend that sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we don't want to. 
you know, sometimes we'd love to be a retaining team, but that's that's the way that we balance our books. That's the way the business model is. And you, some, you know, a lot of the time you can't argue with that. And you know, we're still playing, well, apart from the second half yesterday, <laughs> we're playing some of the best football we've ever seen in our lifetimes. And, you know, I'll, I'll go as far as to say it's the best football I've seen in my lifetime. So, so where's, where you know, the, the, the scales are, are tipped firmly in the it's going OK side yeah it's ticking over it's more, more than over. That. i would say it's more than ticking over as well i think mm. like like Lenny said I'm, i completely agree we're playing some absolutely phenomenal football um and i mean yeah you could argue that um cons- in terms of season by season we've been dropping down the table slightly but we've still achieved top 10 finish every single time this season may be a bit different um particularly with the sales of chris mepham and, and alan judge key significant players um might have might affect that sort of slide down the league if you want to call it that but under Thomas Frank and given the transitional period we've had recently it's 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 going okay yeah the signs, are okay. Good. the signs are good yeah. signs are good it's, and, and equally it's only fair to it's only fair it's only fair and it's only right to be really hacked off mm. that you know the Brentford in it we were we were almost in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup and we we're out 4-1 do you do you blame Frank for for picking Daniels over Bentley no no, not really. He, is he a cup keeper? He, I think he was his cup keeper. He is he good him. enough? No. No. Probably is Bentley not. good enough? Not at the moment. Debatably. He's been in a weird vein of... He remind, I told you, I've, I've said it every single time, the guy's a poor man's show heart. I'm sorry. No, no, you're exactly right. Because when, when he was playing really well mm. in his first season, I, 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 I actually said, and I've said it on this, on this show, that I could see him playing for Man City at some stage. Mm. But... Not certainly not the moment. When he dips, he properly, <laughs> properly dips. He just looks. I love. I love to know the the actual the cause of this. Yeah. Well, there's something say, going on. Didn't he say recently that he feels he's become a get better keeper this season? I think that, I've, was, I've, that was poorly timed. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think he said that, and it was just off the back. I think it was his flap against. Uh, I can't yeah. remember who it was, mm. but um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't see how he's progressed as a keeper. That's the worry for me. I think he, I think he's an. I think on his day, he's an outstanding shot stopper, and providing he's got the right players in in front of him, he's a good distributor. Well, there, there was a change of goalkeeping coaching staff. Simon mm. Royce obviously departed, and and you brought in Inaki, mm. uh, in Inaki Kanap. Inaki Kanapawon. That's the one. That's easy for you to say. Yes, oh, no, that's the one. Excuse me. We are a totally game of two halves. First half, we were all over them, and we were just saying in the uh, in the halftime break, were we to get a second goal early in the second half, they would have crumbled and we would have been safe and through. I don't know what happened. We were unlucky that that goal hitting Daniel's head. But where are we going to go with this? This is a very, very disappointing result. 1,300, 1,400 Bs, travelling down on the free coaches. But uh, Swansea have played a really, really good second half. They have been all over us. They deserve the win. It was a game of two halves. We were in it until the sending off. But um, they were better than us in the second. They were very good. And we couldn't handle that lad. And our cheeky James. little... Yeah. yeah. And our, our cheeky little let's not play a right back game didn't work against him, did it? Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they, they sussed it out. Well, the first half, we battered them. The second half, they changed it up a bit. And they knew how to change it up a bit. And we said it, and we tweeted out each it. The besotted tweets, we said, even though we were 1-0 up, Swansea technically are a very good side. We still need to be on our A game, even though we were winning. And they, uh, to be fair to the Potter, the Potter, he, the second half, he knew what they needed to do. We just didn't get out of the blocks, second half. Don't know what the Swansea manager said to his players. But whatever it did, it worked. They weren't the same team. We never matched that 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 fire. It's bits in the bum, basically. Don't know what else to say. 
could have been so differently. We dominated so much the first half. Perhaps a little bit too frivolous with the chances we had. Maybe took her off the ball going into the second half, maybe. Um, but Swansea came out, I've got to say fair play to them. Took the chances that they had. They were a different team. We never matched it. Good night, Vienna. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I mean, hey, what can you do? <laughs> what can you do? Yeah, I felt, I felt they did to us what we've done to so many teams this season and it just wasn't our day. It's not the end of the world. We, we played all right, but we'll come back next week. We'll be better. We'll win next week. It's not the end of the world. And to be honest, at half-time, I thought, really, apart from a second goal, we were home... I hate to say it, but I thought we were, we were verging on being home and dry. Um, it just... The thing is with Swansea, we saw it at our place, is that, you know... And Swansea a bit like us, aren't they? They, um, they, they can turn from looking like lacking confidence to suddenly being full of confidence and the minute they're full of confidence they're very very hard to to stop and um and in a way they kind of reminded me of us against Blackburn um when that once they got you know once they got into it and um the first goal you know uh, could he have put it around the ideally puts it around the post it doesn't come back and hit him which is what I understand happened um so that's disappointing um but you know the momentum switched really quite quickly after that me you and definitely the better side in the first half and uh, yeah, and then I think we were like a different team in the second. We seemed to sort of play a bit further up the pitch and start hitting the ball a bit more directly to Dan James. And uh, your guys just couldn't cope with his pace. Well, it'll be interesting to see who we get. You know, I think obviously we're hoping for Millwall at home. I thought the Brentford fans came in good numbers today. I thought it was good, good, you know, good uh, atmosphere first half. I thought we fully deserved the goal. I thought it was brilliantly taken by Ollie Watkins. But there you go. You know, it's uh, it's a game where. It's a, it's a game that I thought we could come here and win if, if things went our way, and they, and they didn't in the end. Uh, for, first half, we fully deserved it. Over the 90 minutes, Swansea deserved it. So uh, hopefully they draw Man City in the next round and they get absolutely annihilated. <laughs> you can tell Dave Lane is like really important because he always caps off all those fan audios. Some, you know, it's it's, just, it's, uh, it's, it's, you don't know like, how, artists have riders you know when they play gigs <laughs> and I just say save the best till last finish the style I just yeah. say save the best till last you are like the Eagles playing Hotel California at the end aren't you if you say so exactly like that exactly like that um, where what, what do you take from that what do you take from that sort of fan audio first and foremost um, I, th- I, th- I think the fan audio was uh, fair I, th- I don't think we we put any kind of spin or any gloss on that. It was uh, a very good first 45 by Brentford. It was a, a, a mysterious second half. Um, it was The game was just flipped on its head, and it's, it's very difficult to actually think of a game that's kind of spun round quite so dramatically. I thought I thought Allard um, put, uh, hit the nail on the head when he compared it to the Blackburn game. To be honest, I thought there was a that had that similar feel of, um, you know, a team. No team was really dominating. There was obviously the better team, um, but then the way we went out and destroyed Blackburn in the second half, um, I thought resonated or was similar to um, the Swansea. Yeah, I, I slightly disagree. I think that first half we were we were absolutely fantastic. It was similar. It remi- actually the first half reminded me a lot of the Stoke match. So people talk about the Stoke game being um, one of the best performances people. Well, have the seen one at uh, Britannia. No, uh, no, no Griffin Park. Oh, Griffin first, Park right. the, okay. the Stoke match was fantastic. It was mm. really, really good. The first half against Swansea, we were in complete control, doing a lot of similar things like winning the ball high up the pitch, Ben Rama, Watkins, Morpai, picking up on the edge of their box, like pressuring them. We were really good, and Stoke had nothing. We didn't even know Danny, um, 
sorry, James was on the pitch in the first half. No one really knew he existed. McBurney had about three touches. We completely controlled them. It's just, was it going too well in a slight, yeah, was, was there a little bit of complacency in that? in the beginning of the first, uh, second half. That's, yeah. that's what I'm kind of... Possibly. We, all, all the things that we needed to go our way were going our way. You know, yeah. we had Mococcio and Sawyers that were bossing it in the middle. They had a lot of space. They were able to distribute the ball exactly where they wanted yeah. to. Um, obviously, Barbe fouled James in after five minutes, as, as I said earlier, which we actually proved to be <laughs> quite an important... It did. Um, ...chess move. Mm. Um, and it, and I, but I wasn't aware as much of his presence in the first so if, 45. If, if a player like that um, gets your left back um, a yellow card in the early in the early parts of the game, you're in panic mode. You're thinking they're going to expose him. And for 45 minutes, the ball was nowhere near him. We completely controlled it. So that first half went really, really well. I thought um, everyone's talking about Dan James. Rightly so, he's a fantastic player. But um, I think, uh, Bur- is it Bursantilina or Selina? Um, f- I thought he was phenomenal as well. Some it- of his footwork and his ability to distribute from such a tight situation. Yeah. Everyone's talking raving about Dan James, but he was fantastic as Funny well. Funny enough, give him we, credit. We, we were talking about Judgy and, and Ipswich. Yeah. And Ipswich had Chilina last season on loan from Man City. They, did, they yeah. tried to get him in the summer and he, I don't think he'd move for some reason or City wouldn't let it happen. A fee thing, as it was. Yeah, well, I, think I think it was yeah. a fee thing. Yeah. They're, they're, I just don't know what their owner is actually doing there. Mm. But anyway, um, but they miss him so much, and that's why they brought in Judgey, someone who can actually potentially create something, you know. Yeah. Um, but it seems that Swansea have got a good themselves a really good <laughs> player there in Chilino. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, and I, I think that's probably the saving grace today. When you know, when I got home and when um, I woke up this morning. I wasn't thinking we were cheated or we were kind of like really at the end of a very dodgy decision or there was a, no. a penalty that went against us that was, you know, it was a glaring error by an official. We, yeah. we, we, we were well beaten in the second half. Yeah. And, and, and all the times, you know, and I think I'll put my hand up and say, you know, all the times we, we put out, we, we say that we outplayed someone yeah. and we deserved and we didn't get all we didn't <laughs> get what we deserved. In fact... Fair play Swansea, and yeah. they actually gave us a proper game of football in the second half, and, and they deserved it. And I, w- whatever the draw is tonight, mm. they're there because they they they, they deserve it. And, and yeah. that's, I, I can't I can't really be any fairer than that. Yeah, no, I think when you watch when you watch us play, you you sort of appreciate good football. You know when you're out footballed by a team. You know when you're outplayed. You know when you're. You know when you've been done, basically. It doesn't. It doesn't happen very often. No, no, and you have to hold your hands up. I would say, as as great as Swansea were, I think if you look at the goals we conceded, we did hand it to them in in some way. We we were the architects of our own downfall as much as they were very, very good. You know, you got to say that we were really unlucky with you know the ball hitting the post. Yeah, that was unlucky. Yeah, hitting you know him in the head. Um, Yeah. You know, what can you say to that? I mean, it's 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 a it's a freak goal. It doesn't happen often. Second, on a different second, day, that the second goal, the goal. We've, we've stabbed ourselves as well. We yeah. had a free kick on the edge of their area, and we've conceded. I mean, who okayed know? that free kick routine? Yeah, we I'd should, really love to hear that. We should probably talk about that a bit. I, I don't know. It seemed like the situation to me seemed, uh, from like a coaching perspective, you treat it like a corner. You'd look and you'd have your fastest player as far as deep as possible in case the move did break down. You sort of chip, if you chipped it in and it just came straight back out, and they were running at you. We we kind of were a bit complacent there. We approached it as if well as if all that space behind us didn't really matter and well, it was Makocho who was the last player back wasn't he and if yeah. you, why wouldn't you have Oda well, there well Oda almost got back because he was sprinting full but, pace but then yeah. you've got you know you've, you've got um, Ben Rama and you've got Barbe on there that can really larrup the ball mm. they're, 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 they're strike they're, they're able to hit the ball and, and test the goalkeeper this is what I kind of alluded to earlier with a little bit of complacency so we, we get that free kick on the edge of their box We're it's just gone to one all We're, we've, we've been playing well so far and uh Sawyer sort of picks the ball and we, it's Sawyer's, it's Sawyer's, we know what he can do but he, he sort of just rolled it into Morpai and 
Morpai had about four players around him. So were they switched on? Were they thinking, ah, this could be a dangerous situation? That's got to go back to Soy straight away, or it's got mm. to go wide. Instead, Morpai takes a touch, and then four players are on him. And then before we know what happened you next, got... everyone's seen the, the clips yeah, now. That, that's, yeah. that's the problem with some of our approach play, I, I, I feel, is sometimes we try to pass it through the eye of a needle. Yeah, it's a bit too and, intricate. And it's fine when you're, when you're building up naturally, or organically from, the, from, a, from a, you know, a yeah. midfield position. But when it's from a free kick, no, don't really want to do that not, again. Not at that moment. Um, yeah. Should we take a pause? Shall mm. we? Let's take a pause <laughs> Let now. us pause. This is the Brentford Fan Show. Yeah, this is Love Sport with your Brentford Fan Show. Gents, the M4 uh, is... Uh, well, there's, there's quite a few sort of slowdowns on it nowadays around the Brentford elevated section um, due to my um, sort of... My, my constant need just to look over my rubbernecking yeah that's, <laughs> that's the technical term my constant need to look at what's going on at that stadium it is impressive it is yeah, impressive it's flying up yeah the, 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 the Brentford drone took off yesterday and it um, still up there mm, I'm not sure I don't know I, I, can't I think it needs to take a bit of time out it took some impressive pictures yeah. and some footage of, of the stadium yesterday so fair, fair play to the Brentford drone who, who always texts me immediately after I've come off this show and go oh thanks for the mention of the Brentford drone and I never do it but <laughs> shout out to the Brentford Cheers, drone captain yeah, really well thank done. you Brentford drone <clears throat> is, is the Brentford drone's captain anonymous is, is a hippopotamus <laughs> what what is it anonymous I have yes. no idea what's yes yes he is fair play that's understandable. And um, but yes, yesterday M4 Incognito. the slowdowns on the M4 all the way to South Wales. It was like gridlock. The whole of West London was heading towards Swansea yesterday. Talk, talk to me about uh, about um, about the new stadium and the, the expected announcement. Right. The, oh, X, XA. Well, I think I've got to step <laughs> up, but. XA for the new stadium is approximately 17,000 people in it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. 250. Yeah, I'm not sure about the expected announcement. The uh, the expected announcement is that um, Brentford, before Christmas, they um, announced the names for lounges and, 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 and a few um, special areas of the new ground. And a few fans groups, a few independent fans groups weren't happy about that, including Besotted. Um, we made representation to the chairman, Cliff Crown, and um, Cliff met us on a couple of occasions and he listened and uh, we we produced what I think was an amazing presentation as to why um, some of the um, stadium names should be changed. And fair play to the club, they, they, they took it on board and what what we've got in you know after all of that um negotiation is is i think something that the fans can be truly proud of and the club are going to announce it a little bit later on in the week um we've exchanged a few amendments to it today just to make sure that everyone's happy with that but um harry curtis was um brentford's greatest ever manager he he took over um the club in 1926 and he guided us through the the third what was the third and second divisions to the top flight where we became one of London's elite and one of the the, the top flights elite for five six years where we re- regularly beat Arsenal and Chelsea and all the all the top teams and unfortunately Mr Hitler had his had his say in the, the Second World War really messed all that up for us and the, but ha- um, Harry Curtis 
was um, the manager who was there when we won every single home league game in 1930, something that no other team has ever done. And Harry Curtis was someone that we were very, very keen or very, very insistent on um, having uh, acknowledged in the new stadium. And fair play, the boardroom at the new stadium will be called the Harry Curtis boardroom. And I spoke to Harry Curtis's uh, granddaughter last week and she cried on the phone. She was so proud that her grandfather um, and the legacy that lives on in his name is going to be rec- um, going to be rec- you know recognised in the new stadium. So, you know, fair play. Uh, there's, there's been significant change there, and I think Brentford fans will be delighted to to hear the the, the announcement and the press release that comes later in the week. Is there going to be a Billy Grant lounge? Nope, no, there's no. not. No, there's <laughs> not. No, there's not. Absolutely no. Expected there's, there's, goals of there's, that. There's no. There's been no. <laughs> there's been no nepotism in this. It's literally we've been we've done this through. The right reasons. It's not about um, anything that's happened in the last sort of 40, 50 years. It's all about back in the day. Mm. And uh, you, you'll know, we, we, we've recognised the heritage back to the very, very earliest days. Mm. So no one, there's no egos involved here. It's literally people that care about the football club. I was gutted that I'm not going to be able to go to Laney's Kiosk. No. You, you can still probably go to that. I don't know. I'll, I'll serve you a pie anywhere else you want. Thank you very much. What would you, what's your favourite pie? The ones at Ipswich. The Not that. It's nope. the, no, it's the Neil Moore It's the Neil Moore pie. You missed that one. Pie. That pun was so obvious as well. Yeah. Oh. Not really. Oh, the, tum- the tumbleweed. <laughs> um, Not if, really. I'd, I'd, I'd just like to say something about the new stadium. Obviously, uh, Griffin Park has been something of a sacred place for um, for all Brentford fans, I think. Um, we're well known for the fact that it's got a pub on each corner. Um, there was, um, I know there was a lot of speculation about whether they were going to do something similar at the, at the new ground. Um, one thing that I um, I think is quite a nice little idea is the, what what you guys have done uh, with Bizotted, um in presenting this idea of, of respecting the heritage of. I, I, sorry, I, I, but, you know, I will have to say it's um, the Griffin Park Grapevine and bias and, as well. And, and bias as well. Yeah. So it's not it's not been yeah. just us. Yeah, it's, uh, from 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 what we've done here and what uh, Bias and Griffin Park Grapevine have done is it's absolutely fantastic. Um, I think it's now about creating new traditions that respect the, the, the past. I think that's a very important thing. You know, when we're taking this new step in our, our club's history and um, it's really exciting, but I think we should take that <coughs> with and bring the past with us, if you like, and bring that sort yeah. of heritage. And I think we, we can create new traditions. We can create new habits. We can create new... Harry Curtis's and we and new pubs on each corner. Exactly, and it's it's not you know what happened in the past isn't necessarily what defines us forever, and you know there's a lot of history still to be made. But I think for the for the time being, um, until we move in, until things have, have have settled down, until new new stands have become names after heroes that we don't even know about yet. Mm. Um, for, for the for as a holding pattern. You have to go back and sort of tip your hat to the people that deserve it, and you know, Definitely. and mm. and and make sure the DNA of your club is kind of moved with you. Mm. Uh, you know, when we moved to Griffin Park, the the stands weren't named as they are now. You know, mm. so you know th- things will change, but let's get the starting point right, and let's yeah. let's make fans. It's going to be really emotional when we move move from Griffin Park, but let's at least make sure that the heritage and the DNA of the club is moved with us and then we can go from there. I've never experienced a, a stadium move in my life for my, for my club and hopefully I never will have to. But all I'm going to say is 
I hope you have eyes on what you, you're, you're going to nick when it shuts. Oh, well, I, I, I've got, I've got my idea. Um, it's all been auctioned, isn't it? Well, no. no well, well, I've heard. This is mm. I, well, whether I'm allowed to say this or not. I, I will. There's <laughs> there's someone who's been employed by the club now, apparently, who is in charge of auctioning off anything that's worth. Like that at a West Ham. Yeah, I guess so. I I want a turnstile. I want one of the old turnstiles. That's quite cool. You as, know. as as my, as the uh, the front gate. That that's my a house. great idea. That's what I want. And I want one of the full size ones, or just some, uh, no, 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 just just the rotating thing. I think you can imagine the rest of it. And um, I'm not saying anyone from Brentford FC is listening, but um, yeah, Robin McMichael on Twitter, just tweet me, and I'll happily take one off your hands. I'm having, I'm having, a, I'm having a floodlight. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'll go for one of the other floodlights. I'd, I'd, actually, do you know yeah. what? If if it was me, I'd go for like a sign, oh. Leo Vegas <laughs> sign. <laughs> Or like you know, the Braemar Road. Oh, you know the massive Brentford FC sign outside, mm. outside of um, outside of Braemar Road, isn't it? Yeah, what, yeah. what, what, what the yeah. one at the top right on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. You Take the B from that. You're yeah. going to shoehorn that one off, are you? I'll, I'll nick it for you, mate. I oh, know. I, I, I've got no room for that. I've got, I've got the frontage. Back it in the garden. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. You can stick it in my no, garden. My, neighbor, my neighbours are hacked off with a bloody floodlight as it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've already got it. You oh, no, I'm having it. You see, Lady Lane planning permission for a floodlight. Yeah. <laughs> Put down a deposit on it already. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Ten pounds to Dave Lane. Um, Manchester United have reached the FA Cup quarterfinal for the fifth consecutive season. The first. First time they've done that since 1966. They have beaten Chelsea by two goals to nil. Question marks over the future of Maurizio Sarri as Chelsea manager. We will have the draw in full for you next on Offsport. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. No XG, Dave, tonight. It's XP, Dave. Uh, we, 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 we've, we've lost him to the, uh, the the local services outside. Oh, yeah, um, XP, Dave. XP, Dave, back returned. in the building. So, yeah, we are waiting the draw <laughs> for the FA Cup quarterfinals. Don't forget the Bulls. Wolverhampton Wanderers, number one. Millwall in at... I oh, really want Millwall. Please, Millwall. But then. Uh, Crystal Palace in at number three. Manchester City in at four. Manchester City in out four. Number five is Manchester United. They, of course, have beaten Chelsea by two goals to nil this evening. Six, Swansea yeah. City, mm-hmm. of course, uh, looked at Brentford yesterday. Fair, Fair play to them. Great finish by Daniel James. Seven, Watford, who, uh, who, who look pretty decent in this competition this year. Of course, knocked out QPR on, uh, on Friday night. And eight, Brighton and Hove. Albion, Ooh, who will definitely be looking for a, a decent cup run <laughs> in, um, and let's be fair, what's been a, a pretty tame season for uh, for Brighton so far this year. They've been on a, a terrible, terrible winless run. We await the draw for the quarterfinals. As soon as we have it, we will bring it to you this evening. Um, but yeah, just talking about Dave's floodlight, really. Mate, if, if, if you imagine if we'd have won yesterday, this this part of the show would have been the best best part different. of any yeah. radio show you've ever been part of, Aaron. <laughs> At the moment, we're we're kind of in quicksand. We kind yeah. of wanted so, to hurry so, up. So, we, should we go? Should we go back to uh, the question? Um, the the canos at right back is that little experiment? Is that is that at its day, Dave? Possibly, possibly. I, I think timing. He's, uh, he's he's played really well against Villa. He did a really good job in that game. Um, 
probably shocked everybody. And yeah, we probably shouldn't have been shocked because he's quick, fast, hungry, skillful. So he can he can do lots and of things. In the first half, it still looked like it was a potent. It looked like it was working, didn't it? He was yeah. I mean, he was up and down again. He he's just a good good player and can do lots of things well. I mean, second half, especially when you sort of go down to ten then you start to see that it's not his natural I th- position. I think it's unfair to compare that, that first and second half. Um, as a right wing back, he's got that licence to go forward a bit more, whereas yeah. at right back, he's, he's defensively, he's not experienced enough there to be playing that position. Um, and that's just the truth of it. And, you know, although Canos's um, defensive skills weren't, aren't really being called into question because he's, he's never admitted ever that he was uh, a defender, are, are, we, are we saying that... Um, you know the goalkeeping situation is 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 as as we would like. You have got Bentley and Daniels there. We've also don't, don't forget we've also got what is considered a fairly a fairly decent goalkeeper. Not not in my books. Out on loan at Bristol Rovers, and you've got mm. Ellery Balcom, who's an England under. I see a lot player. of tweets about him. Yeah, he's yeah. he's promising. I, I he could push the he could push for the bench next season. I think that that might be he, the backup role, but. I mean, we'll be brutally honest. Neither Bentley or Daniels are good enough for a team to get promoted. Neither is Bottoms. No. no, he's not either. And it's it's a it's a dilemma we've got. I, I, yeah. I would I know I go as far as to say that each of each of our goalkeepers at times has, look, has looked a liability. Yeah. Whether it's Bonham yeah. or or Bentley or Daniels, or Daniel Daniels. Yeah. They, they they've they've looked they've you know I. I Dan, um, Bentley in his first season was, I thought, it was yeah, absolute it was quality. Mm. And then last season he cost us goals. This mm. season he's cost he's cost us a lot of points. Yeah, he has. I think yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd go on, I'd go so far as to say as I think a few years ago when we we started we started a season with David Button and Daniel Bentley and goal and we were thinking all right okay yeah. sold Button and then Bentley proved his worth that season. Um, it is never ever a good thing to not know who your number one goalkeeper is. And that's real. I think that's a really detrimental effect on the squad. Not necessarily because they're bad keepers or the rest of the squad are bad, but just not knowing who that one keeper is going to be between the sticks is going to be detrimental. And it's really annoying because I, you know I'd love our directors of football to be out there concentrating on what is clear, what we absolutely need, mm. and there it's, it's been confused by having a goalkeeper to be thrown into the mix, which is mm. it's, 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 it's almost as important as getting getting a new striker. It is. Yeah. They they'll, they'll save you points, don't they? What do points make? Points make prizes. Big prizes. Goals change games, points make prizes. Good game, good game. Uh, the balls are out of the bag and into the giant cylinder, which I presume is nicked off the National Lottery. It's not a hat, is it's it? It's a bowl, isn't it? Is it a bowl? It's, it's not a awful, cylinder. It's an awful hat. A hat? It's oh, not a hat, is it? They're being shaken around by Wayne Bridge. Uh, <laughs> which is something I never imagined myself saying. The first I, ball out not. the hat is number six, oh, Swansea Swans. City. We, here's what we could have here's, had. This, so this is this what we could have had. Could and have we, bullseye, anyone? Bullseye. Go on, Millwall. Go and here's on. what you could have City. won. It on. is number four, City. Manchester City. Well, they're going to get absolutely <laughs> It would have been spanked. Brentford versus Manchester City. Yeah, well, oh. I'm gutted, really, because that would have been a, a perfect way to say goodbye to Go Griffin on, Park. Go Millwall. United Millwall. That would have been a nice little swan song for Griffin mm. Park, wouldn't it? Mm. Next out, seven, Watford. Never heard of him. <laughs> and we await the next ball to emerge. It is number three, Crystal Palace in all Premier League affair there. Watford versus Ooh. Crystal Palace. Uh, the, well, Millwall, the lowest ranked team left in the competition. Mm. Not a bad team, though. Number one, Wolves. Ooh. It's getting closer. It's getting, I'm nervous. I feel sick. Who do you want? <laughs> Millwall. <laughs> yeah. I don't, bro. I don't. 
Do you not want them or do you want them? <laughs> they will take on number five, okay. Wolves versus Manchester United Ooh. at Molyneux. This is good for Millwall. This Here we go. Here we go. Will this be at the Den or will it be at the Amex? It's Millwall versus Brighton and Hove Albion. It will be played at the at Den. The den. Millwall to take on Brighton Millwall. and Hove How Albion. How do they do it? They're, they're they a got good cup side. They, they are a yeah, really cup are. side. Really they're good. horrendous league side. No, but well, they got through to the semis in the cup final and... Wow, they do just have that knack, don't they, to be able to get to, get to the latter stages I mean, of cup yeah. competitions. The, the, the beauty of it is that, is that their, their centre halves can actually head balls, which which is which is quite well, good. Cooper's so, about six foot. Jake Cooper's six he's five. He's quite good massive. at head. I'm a bit gutted about the Man City. Let me let me just reiterate the draw: Swansea City versus Manchester City, Watford versus Crystal Palace, Wolves versus Manchester United, Millwall versus Brighton and Hove Albion. Ties to play uh, to be played over the weekend of the fifteenth to the eighteenth of March. Oh, well, that would have been such That would have been lovely. Yeah. It's kind of a bit frustrating. Yeah, it is a bit. <laughs> Disappointing, but there you have well, it. There not, is not always in... next year, gents. Mm. Well, there is if we'd, always if we'd have lost 9-0, we would have been uh, a little bit. Mm. Mm. Let's talk to Gab Sutter now. Get, um, uh, firstly, Gab, um, thank you for joining us. Secondly, um, what do you make of that FA Cup draw? Of course, it could have been Brentford versus Manchester City at Griffin Park. Um, yeah, to be honest, I've not actually um, caught up with the uh, the FA Cup draw because I've been. Ooh, um, we could make right, it up. Right <laughs> who, uh, who did Swansea get then? Swansea got um, Arsenal. Oh right, so that's a bit of a, a yeah. missed opportunity for, um, <laughs> for Ar- Arsenal or out, pal. Yeah, just messing with you, Gab. Arsenal oh. out. It's, it's Swansea versus Manchester City at the Liberty. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, oh right, Millwall so, got I mean, West Ham. Oh, really? <laughs> no, no. stammer out. <laughs> Gav, ignore everything you hear. We're talk- <laughs> Stop confusing me, Gav. <laughs> Corinthian casuals are playing now, Zane. They're playing the parish of Little Wallop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm starting to get sceptical now. <laughs> Oh, it's welcome to welcome to the show. Anyway, it's Thanks been a, a on, baptism yeah. of fire there. Sorry. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so you you know, Brentford yesterday. We we've been talking about this a little bit earlier that we we were one nil up at half time at the Liberty, and uh, we 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 looked like we were cruising. Although that you know we we call it a cup run. We we beaten Oxford and Barnet. It was it was it was hardly it was hardly like a, a proper run, but you know. <laughs> Swansea, the second half, we we were shocked by the way they came back at us. You know, you, you're obviously a, a, a knowledgeable reader of of, of the, the football league. Were you surprised that Swansea had that in their locker? Uh, I suppose so. I mean, given the um, the sort of strife around Swansea with the um, the way they handled the sort of potential, uh, which didn't actually happen, the sales of. Um, uh, people like Daniel James, which didn't happen on deadline day, I thought that was um, a bit strange, really, the whole sort of running of that club. Um, and obviously fans aren't happy about that. So actually after going 1-0 down, you wouldn't necessarily have expected them to have got back into it. But uh, you'd have to say that, um, that that they did sort of cause real problems on the counter-attack, a bit like Brentford did um, for their goal. So you've got to credit Swansea for that. And, and Daniel James, you mentioned him. He, he he had an amazing second half, and you know, a, a lot of people would it would have been the first time they probably would have sat up and taken notice of him. Uh, he, he seems to be destined for for, for much better things. Yes, yeah, certainly. I mean, I, I, like the pace that he showed in that second half, uh, as well as the quality, is just extraordinary. You have got to think that, considering that I think this is pretty much his first season in senior football. Um, he certainly has a really bright future ahead, but um, 
uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be really excited to see uh, what the future holds for him because I, I felt a bit sorry for him in a way because he'd been at Elland Road on deadline day hoping to secure that move to Leeds United and it didn't fall through. So I suppose to respond to that and still to give everything uh, for Swansea, I suppose that, that's a testament to his character, really. Uh, Robin Hood here, uh, Gavin, thanks very much for joining us. Um, the the so It's difficult, always difficult to come back from a loss, but particularly when it was such a poor performance and we were... Well, you were absolutely battered by Swansea in that second half. Uh, how do you think we should come back? What, what do you think we should do to sort of try and recover from that and try and, um, as a club, if you like, re- uh, recover from what was a very disappointing loss and has turned out to um, have cost us a tie against Manchester City in the FA Cup, in the quarters of the FA Cup? Well, uh, I think it's important to remember that it's, it's only one game. Um, and also in the first half of that game, I would uh, I would add that you, you know that a lot of people were saying that you did actually deserve the lead at that point. So you're looking at a bad 45 minutes, and I don't think that given how the, the way the club is run, I don't think it's the type of club or the type of manager that's going to make any rash decisions based on uh, on that small amount of, of playing time. Having said that, I mean I, I do kind of think that when you're handling counterattacks, and this is again only based on one game. I think Makoche does loads of, of running work. Um, I think with Sawyers, I don't necessarily think he's he's that type of player. So maybe in certain different games, and I don't know what Brentford fans think about this watching more regularly, whether you know the midfield is perhaps something to look at, especially uh, away from home. We've got Josh McEachern on the bench, Gavin. It's it's an, it's an inter- it's an interesting <laughs> dilemma to have. Um, yeah, um, what I also wanted to ask is, um, so the, it's been a bit of a week of two halves for us as a club, um, from the euphoria of the Aston Villa win uh, in the last minute with Neil Mopo's fantastic goal to, as you say, and as you've rightly pointed out, a sort of a, a, a 45-minute blip. Um, which one do you think, in the long term, will have more weight, which will carry more weight? Will the Neil Mopo's last-minute goal have more of a positive effect than the negative effect of the 45 minutes? Well, for me, I, I don't believe in placing too much importance on uh, on one game. Um, I think actually, if you you know, if people uh, if you look at what happened the first sort of ten games of Thomas Frank's reign, a lot uh, you know, a lot of people would quite rightly have been sort of worried about it. I mean, I, I think the last time I came on here, it was sort of a bit a bit of a crisis point, and and having been given time by the hierarchy, mm. Frank's been able to sort of find a system. Um, you know, he's put, he's gone to three at the back. He's put Jean Vier that's made a difference, and you know, added that bit more physicality with Macaccio coming in. He's found the right, the right sort of blend and the right system. So, uh, I don't think it's a case of looking at too much into the importance of one game, and and really just looking at the progress he made over over a longer period. Cheers, Gav. Yeah, great stuff, Gav. Hi, Gav. It's David here. Ah, uh, hi, David. Hi. Yeah, you good, Gav? Thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, so. After a big defeat like that, sort of four-one, you've been you've been humiliated on TV. Everyone's seen it. There's a lot of soul searching going on, but I'm a bit more positive. I think there's a lot of a lot of things going on that's actually quite good and quite right. And looking at the rest of the season, I think you just got to put this game to the side. But there's some teams above Brentford that I'm not so sure really are actually as good as their position hold, as good as their position sort of shows. What what do you think if Brentford put a run together? What do you think they're actually capable of this season? Where could they get to? Um, I would say looking from the outside, I think finishing in the top half um, is the target. But um, I must say that I, you know, I, I do sort of follow the um, the expected goals uh, sort of model. I know that's going to <laughs> divide opinion slightly, but no, uh, based on um, two yeah, um, 
but based on that, in terms of shot data, Brentford have kind of been sort of among the top six or seven teams in the championship in terms of performances this season. Um, and it feels like in the last two seasons, there's been a kind of 10-game patch where you've not quite got things right. I mean, at the beginning of last season, you know, good performances but weren't quite getting the results. And then this season, there was that transitional period with Thomas Frank. So I feel like Brentford aren't actually that far away from being serious challengers for the top six. Um, and uh, I think if you can get the recruitment right in the summer, as you'd back to do historically, then I do think there's exciting times ahead. Yeah, just uh, just on the recruitment side of things, Gab, um, just so, sort of looking on the outside in, some glaring areas. What, what would you say that? What would you say is an absolute necessity? It has to be addressed first thing next season. Uh, well, I think the goalkeeping position, looking from the outside, is possibly something to look at. Um, it's. It, uh, I mean, I'm a massive fan of uh, Daniel Bentley as a character. Um, I think he's a you know a, a lovely chap, but I, I do think that you've got to accept that he's perhaps made more errors than he would have liked this mm-hmm. season. So I would say that the goalkeeping position is, is something to look at. Um, I also think that if Rico Henry goes, then maybe um, a bit more cover on that left side. Mm, true, true. Yeah, the, the the fullback positions do do seem to be kind of like alarm bell situations. And you know, as as, a, as an outsider looking in, and someone who's obviously clearly very knowledgeable about um, about the game, where, where where would you actually see our our place in the in the pecking order of things? Is now obviously we're we're um, we're promising. We're always going to be sort of trying to punch above our weight. Do you, do you think? You know, do you think it's realistic to ever expect us to be above where we are, or do you think what what you see now is probably like the kind of like the limit of what we're able to achieve? I don't think it's the limit at all. Um, I mean, I, I think actually there seems to be signs at the moment that the club, um, in terms of budget, is it could, it could be about to shop in a, a slightly higher sort of bracket in the market, if you like, than we saw two or three years ago. So I certainly think that there's um, there's development there. Um, I think that uh, a lot of people will, will look at Brentford potentially players and think that's an exciting proposition. I mean, play very exciting football. Um, and w- although, uh, you know, yes, you've not got the budget of teams coming down from the Premier League, uh, I think the advantage that you've got is you've got an excellent structure in place. So I definitely, I don't think Premier, you're a million miles off the Premier League at all. Gab, thank you very much yes, for joining us. Gab, for starting with us. Like uh, style, like your style. Radio. Premier League in two seasons. Yeah, that's it. Gab said it. Yeah, Gab called it. <laughs> XG Day didn't. Exactly. You're losing your touch, pal. You lose. Don't Gab say it. It's right. It's right. Um, <laughs> back to uh, back to Griffin Park at the weekend mm. to take on the uh, yeah. whole time. Ty- Can I just say? If they tigers. score against you and, oh. and they start doing more by the Tigers, please can someone record it? We're going to be stung by the bees. Can, can, what, are you going to turn on your backs and just start like shaking your backs? Like, <laughs> no. Have you ever seen a bee fight a tiger? No. No. Well, mm. let's find out. On I was stung Saturday. by a hornet once. Is it Ouch. Uh, no. Painful. I bet. Yeah, sounds pretty Been bitten by a shark. No, you haven't. You haven't. Have you? Oh, you were you. You were lying as well. Prove it in a court of law. I think I believe them more. Go, go the to the NHS and ask them. <laughs> Some... oh, no, they won't. They won't show me your records. They're, they're they too want. long. If they want, if they want, pal, you know. But yeah, um, you, you, 
let's hope there's no mauling from the tigers, Arr, a taming no. of the tiger. Let's hope it's Tony the tiger who turns up. Whatever happened to him? Terry, um, Terry the tiger. <laughs> Terry the tiger. <laughs> Terry. Um, Talk to me. Talk to me. Terry the tiger. Right. I, I can do the mouse from that. <laughs> Go on. Oh, no. Hello, I'm a mouse. I need some He shoes. can actually do it. Wow. That's he a cat in the garden and I need to get rid of it. He can actually That's, do it's it. One, it's probably my only talent that I oh, actually wow. have. Alpha's That's the last fire. time that he ever appears on this podcast. <laughs> the neighbour's on fire. <laughs> the neighbor's on fire. I'm the buyer, you're the seller. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right, how's it going to go? Brentford taking on Hull City. What do you expect from them? They're, they're... A good team. Hull are a good they're team. All right. they are. Hmm. They've got some dangerous players. Jared, Jared Bowen's the one, isn't yeah. he? He's Bowen. The, he's the... Jared Bowen. Dangerous left foot. Mm. Got to keep an eye on him. <laughs> Well, yeah, it, it, again, you know, it's like underestimate some of these teams at your peril. And uh, yeah. I think, uh, you know, you look at Hull and the way they started the season, you expect us to win. But they went on this mighty run they and they're, they're above us in the league and they deserve to be probably. Yeah. And, you know, people were going, oh, you know, how can you big up other teams? But really, you know, yeah, if, if, if you haven't learned in year five that this team is not full of mug this mm. sorry this, this league isn't full of mugs the Aston Villa complex yeah mm. so um, well it's the whole hashtag teams like Brentford we can't start doing that ho- to ho- other teams hopefully it's a cracking game and we'll yeah. edge it and hope so uh, we're, we're different now we were we were 4-3-3 three, three back then we're three at the back now we're a little bit more solid I mean it doesn't sound like it after the yeah, weekend I, I, we I didn't go up to the uh, up to the whole game no. and, but a lot of people said that was the probably the worst um, performance of the season mm. apart from maybe Blackburn yeah, a few so, players didn't. Uh, well, so I think yeah, that was the whole Dallas. It's, 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 it's actually going to be yeah. interesting to see how we 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 bounce back from this because you know obviously there isn't there is no cup run, um, there is no champ, there is no playoff place that's that's there at the moment. No. We're looking at top half of the season um, and and top ten. Mm. Top ten is where we need to be heading for, and we have to start winning games. We are running out of games. Well, I think yeah. if if, uh, if I've got this right, we're eleven. We're ten points. We're as far off the playoffs as we are off of the relegation. Well, zone we're not going right. down. But so we're not going down. So I think the, the the ethos now needs to be to genuinely look up and go right. We can actually go for this. Let's do it. Um, I think Hull's, Hull is Hull at home is a good game to have. Um, it's a winnable game uh, to bounce back from the Swansea defeat and uh, on the back of the Aston Villa win at home, that goal under the lights. I've, I've not celebrated a goal like that in a long time. It was fantastic. Um, and I think I th- I'm, expecting a, I'm expecting a difficult game, but an open game, and I'm expecting a win tentatively. I think. What are you going to say? Uh, I'm going to say 2-1 Brentford. I'll go 2-1 Brentford. 2-1 Brentford? I'm going to go... Three one Bs. I'm going three one Bs as yeah. well. I think that's it. I thought you, I thought you just didn't want to go two one Brentford. And <laughs> <laughs> just want to say, oh, we can't do it. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me this evening. This is Last Ball Radio. It's been the B Sutter Podcast. Thank always, you very much. Always a chore. Never a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you very much. I thank agree. you very much. I'm back Thursday night. Talk all things Spurs from seven pm. Join me then. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.